Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of Walk Like a Hebrew. I'm Jody O'Dell. The purpose of this podcast is to tell the stories of those followers of the Messiah who have discovered the truth and applicability of the whole Word of God. We have come to understand that Jesus, also known by his Hebrew name, Yeshua, was not kidding when he said in Matthew 5 that he did not come to do away with the law of God, also known as the Torah. We have come to know exactly what the Apostle Paul was really talking about when he wrote that believers are no longer under the law, which was not that we're no longer bound by God's law, but that the believers of his time were no longer bound by the excessive, Gentile-hating law of the infamous Rabbi Shammai, which was known as the 18 Measures. We have come to know and appreciate the instructions that were given straight from the mouth of God to the ears of His people through Moses, which, according to Deuteronomy 30.11, are not too difficult for us or beyond our reach, and which are actually written on our hearts in the New Covenant, according to Jeremiah 31. Therefore, believers from this walk of faith, known sometimes as Messianic, Torah-observant, Torah-pursuant, or Hebrew roots, live our lives according to the ways of our Creator, We follow His calendar and keep His appointed times, including the biblical feasts like Passover and Yom Kippur and the Seventh-day Sabbath. We keep the dietary laws, avoiding unclean things as we are instructed to do by Paul in 2 Corinthians 6, and we do our best to steer clear of the doctrines and traditions of men. This is episode 22. This week, due to unforeseen things like wildfire evacuations and hurricanes, travel and other messy life stuff, I was forced to reschedule my guests and do something different. So I've assembled a short little montage of clips taken from the two previous Season 2 interviews with Mark and Cherie Olson and David and Krista Hooven. This podcast is entirely listener-supported. If you're enjoying these testimonies and you'd like to make a one-time or recurring donation, please visit sheholdsforth.com slash donate. Now you can also support us through Pod Hero, a $5.99 monthly subscription service that makes it easy to support your favorite podcasts. Check it out at podhero.com. And I'm happy to report that Walk Like a Hebrew is now part of the FaithCasts community. Visit faithcasts.com to discover great Christian podcasts like this one to help you keep the faith. Our first clip is from Mark and Cherie Olson of Northern California, as Mark tells the story of running into an Israeli family in the supermarket and the joys of keeping Yahweh's calendar. We actually met some folks from Israel uh, at the supermarket one time, <laughs> and had we had our zit seat on, and they asked us, are you wearing zit seat? And we said yes, and so that led to this conversation, who we were and where they were, and and finally, I was able to explain to them, I says, because to us, this isn't a have to. It's a get to, right? You get to do this. You've been invited to participate in set-apart times by your creator. Holy cow! How important is that? They liked that. They had the, the one woman had never thought of it that way before. I could tell by her, oh. And we were we were having a really great conversation about everything, so... Cherie talks about her sweet mother, who took a very long time to finally catch on to the fact that her daughter hadn't given up her faith entirely, and how she feels about it now. I love my mother to pieces. She's a darling lady. She danced in a a couple years ago and has come to enjoy our faith as much as she could ever imagine, and now participates in Torah regularly and enjoys it. She sees it the way I see it, as a gift, which is so much fun. Who would guess that? 
David and Krista Hooven of the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas tell the story of Yahweh's provision when they decided to surrender their lives and livelihood and go where He sent them. So we sold everything. I had a, an armoire that David just hated with a passion. It was like 500 pounds, one big piece. And we moved that thing like three times. And we were trying to get it sold. And I kept knocking the price down, kept knocking the price down. And so I finally, it was $1,000 down to $400. And so I was like, well, I'll take whatever because I don't want to give the thing away. And we needed every single penny, you know, to be able to, yeah. to get out west. Yeah. And so we, we sold it to um, a couple who were newly married. And then they for 600 at the time. Yeah, they offered four. They offered four. I was like, okay, we'll take it. And then they were talking to some friends and we were kind of letting them know what we were doing, that we were heading out west, that we were going to be part of a ministry. And that this is essentially, we're just trying to get as much money as we can. And so they were like, well, you know, we're going to pay you $400, but our friends, they want to put money towards your trip out there. And so they ended up giving us $600. So we ended up getting <laughs> our asking price for this big honking armoire. So when that happened, we knew go. what, yeah, we knew without a shadow of a doubt that the father was sending us to Reno. Krista Hooven has a wonderful testimony of how she prayed about correcting her past mistakes and followed Yahweh's leading when it came to finding a spouse. At that time, I was going through a divorce, and I, you know, had just really prayed about, you know, who the father really wanted in my life as, you know, a husband. And knowing my, my past background, I had to be really careful. Um, and so I just really prayed about it. And I came across this book that's from a husband and wife. And I remember the last name is Eldridge. I can't remember the first name. Stacy Eldridge, I think, I think it is. Yes. Um, anyway, so it's talking about writing love letters to your spouse, to your future spouse. And so that's kind of what I did. So I just kind of journaled what I wanted in a future spouse. Um, then I, as I was starting to journal and, and kind of reading this stuff, I was like, well, if I want these things in a future spouse, then I need to emulate those things. So, right. you know, through those couple of years, I really started working on my own relationship with the father and I wasn't willing to date because I, you know, had a very young, impressionable daughter and I did not want to bring men in and out of her life because I knew that could really mess up a girl. <laughs> so yeah. I just kind of watched yeah. and observed and I watched and observed David. <laughs> In this next clip, Krista talks about replacement theology in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. The other issue I had was with the replacement theology, um, how, you know, the Christian church has essentially replaced the Jewish people as Israel, that now the Christian church is considered spiritual Israel. And their philosophy is, is that because the Jewish people do not understand that Jesus is the Messiah, that they're lost, that they won't be saved because you have to, you know, have faith that Jesus is the Messiah and, and what have you. And, and so, you know, these theologies that they're throwing around never, ever sat well with me. And for some odd reason, I don't know why, not until now. Did I always have um, a love of my brother Judah, of, of um, the Jewish people? And so, you know, those explanations, those feelings, those thoughts, they never, ever sat well with me. Thank 
Thank you for listening to Walk Like a Hebrew. You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Walk Like a Hebrew. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family. Many thanks to Jack Lane for the music, as well as many other things. To get a free copy of his CD, Lord I Lift Your Name, send an email to jacklane at earthlink.net. May Yahovah bless you, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.